0: good afternoon everybody this one's not so much a rant or a big complaint it's one of those funny things in the world you don't see anymore. I got this beauty of a neighbor. I think he turned 80 last year. And he had knee or hip surgery or some something like that anyhow. And so I was like, hey, what can I help with? What can I do? And he's like, nothing. You know, very nicely told me that, you know, just fuck right off. Uh, and so snows the other day. Go out, do several houses down. Because it's that nice light stuff. So you could just do a quick rip. And then you get credit for shoveling your neighbor's snow, and then they feel obligated when it's the heavier stuff that's difficult, right? So anyways, his was one of the ones I did. And then this morning, snows again. And that guy was probably up at, like, 3 in the damn morning to make sure that no one got to that snow in front of his house before he was the guy who snowed it or shoveled it. He's, uh, You know, it's just interesting that that, like, that work ethic, that... Now, as much as he probably appreciates, oh, someone's looking out for me, someone's thinking of me. He's like, "This is my damn snow, and I'm gonna goddamn shovel it myself." Couldn't you we know, use you know, a
1: little I'm bit more of that man in in the yeah. world? You oh
0: know? yeah, we definitely need more of that man in the world. Hundred uh, percent.
1: He probably identifies as something else, but you never know, hey? Eh? Like, I mean,
0: yeah, he's. I don't know. It's it's. He probably just look at it and be like, uh, you mean like just living. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't yeah. know what's what's so interesting about this. This is just what we do.
1: Yeah, we get up, we shovel the snow, and don't touch my snow. That's that's my job. I, I tell yeah. you, I can. Well, yeah, I every can time,
0: that. every time I've ever shoveled his walk, the next time it snows, he'll be up there like getting up at midnight, like he's gonna go to the Lord of the Rings showing with Sean or something like that, just to be that guy who does it before anybody else can do it
1: mashup 95 coming at you yep. from a a interesting time yes, two in the afternoon a on a sunday
0: obviously we got daryl with us what's up, daryl
1: yeah what's up uh, what's up daryl um yeah it's it, appreciate uh, everybody uh, hopping along for this sunday afternoon obviously it'll air on on tuesday as well but uh with this guy going on holidays uh Two's is working around my messy schedule, so here yeah, we are. Which, which Sunday afternoon
0: coincides with my messy schedule as well. So we're figuring it out. It's this
1: week good. has been a little bit messy. I will agree with you on that. Mashup ninety five, brought to you by AMC, AMC Electrical.
0: Electrical. Yeah, that's Drew. Drew out of Rocky Mountain House, and you will recall, as of a couple of weeks ago, he he asked us to just change the um, change the the prompt a little bit, and so. He said uh, something like, AMC isn't just an oil and gas service company. They also specialize in commercial and agricultural, whether you're building a new shop, need to upgrade your business to LED lighting, or need a grain dryer installed, give us a call. Use your imagination, LOL. So this is the guy who's, he moved from small town Saskatchewan out to Rocky Mountain House, at the foot of the mountains. And built himself a company and an empire that he can be proud of. This, this guy invented lightsabers. George Lucas went to him for the first <laughs> Star Wars movie and said, I want as many practical effects as I can because computer stuff hasn't been invented yet. And then Drew's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get around to inventing that in a few years. I just, I'm busy with other things. And so he got Drew to make him the first world's first functional late light, lightsaber. And that's, that's what, uh, that's what, obi-wan used to fight darth vader and so yeah and it just kind of went off from there i mean this is the guy who powers the mars rover that mars rover that's you know i mean until it got stuck but that wasn't him he didn't design it he's just the guy that powers it if you need something electrical done this is your
1: amcelectrical.ca to find drew mckay and if you ever want to uh you ever want to see how creative an ad read can get just tell just tell twos to use his imagination. It's now, Drew Drew McKay at AMC Electrical, the we, uh, the man do, who yep. perfected the lightsaber. That's that's where and the Mars rover. That's yep. that's that's what we're going with here today. Mars oh yeah, He's, he
0: can work close to home. He'll travel a little bit if you happen to be in a galaxy far, far away.
1: I tell you what, uh, Daryl, just uh, you know, hey, bang on. To, he just turned off Jesperson to tune into something real, isn't
0: man? I saw. <laughs> I purposely. I don't know. You might take umbrage with this, but I made the creative decision that I wasn't interested in talking about the the Jesperson interview with with Trudeau. Uh, there's just not enough authenticity in there to yeah. make it something I'm interested in talking about on either side of that discussion. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave that off, and I'm good with this being the only time we ever talk about sure. Jesperson. How about uh, out- how
1: about we go? How about we hop to the coots too? Then they've now been locked up for seven hundred and forty two days obviously at the time of this recording folks it goes up uh you know the clock is a tick and that's chris carbert and tony oh. olenek uh still oh. in
0: actually it'll be 741 i did the math according i added seven days to last week so it's 741 days i'm i'm this is what i'm going to do
1: as we sit here i'm going to pull up the clock so i can show you what they're at
0: all right and here's daryl all Jesperson did was lob softball questions and catch farts for the prime minister. Yeah, go figure. That's exactly why he did it. That's why he got chosen for it. 742 days, 14 hours, 6 minutes, and 31 seconds.
1: There you go. So, 742 days at the time of this recording. Yeah. Okay. Um, where do we want to start? We want to start oh, with the...
0: I did I did a... Um... Oh wait, sorry, just had issue with my computer. Um we were supposed to have a guest and well, he's having a little see. bit of technical difficulties. Okay, so
1: we'll skip we'll skip the first two headlines and if he comes in, we'll we'll bring it back otherwise we'll do with him at the end. How's that? We're waiting yeah. on a guest folks to talk about some of the Calgary petitions, but I tell you what, let's get started. Um and if he can get in, we'll have him in and if not, we'll keep on we'll keep mm-hmm. on rolling. How's that? I like that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the- I forgot what the third headline was. Good evening, cowards, is is the third headline. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so I don't know if anyone saw this video of uh, of uh, the grandpa at the school board meeting where he says fat, fat, ugly woman, and they all go, huh! and then he goes. That's- they
0: all know he's talking about them.
1: <laughs> then there's a guy in the background that goes, that's not free speech. That's just insulting. <laughs> it
0: it could be both.
1: It could so, be both. It could be anyway, both.
0: Um, it's it's good to see some of the school boards actually getting some real pushback. There's some stuff in BC that just it didn't really play well in terms of the flow of the show, but it was noteworthy how there was uh, school boards that as soon as they were getting people pushing back, they turned all the lights off, played a whole bunch of music and just got up and left rather than actually listen to the people that they're supposed to represent and their concerns. They're like, nope. Fuck you. And this is a nice take on that. This is a guy getting up there and just being like, you guys all fucking suck. And I'm tired of being nice about it.
1: Uh, Gets trampled. Justin Trudeau says, uh, Putin is a coward who lacks self-confidence for using police to quash dissent and punish opposition. Note: This is not to be confused with the Justin Trudeau who used the power of the police to quash dissent and punish the opposition with the Emergencies Act
0: and a fucking horse and tear gas and rifle butts and 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 let's throw in our fucking stormtroopers to bust this up. But no, it, Trudeau. No, 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 no. Her, we're we're better than them because
1: Trudeau called Putin a weakling and he was taught It was in a, a press conference where he was <laughs> talking about uh, uh, opposition Alexei uh, Navalny who you know, basically was killed, right? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, that's what happens to political opposition in Russia is that they get murdered. Whereas in Canada, we do it slightly differently where we just buy off the media and then they just publish whatever we want, which besmirches the opposition to a point where they're unelectable. And that's, uh, it's the exact same result, um, just with more bureaucracy. And and if you're going to look at the two and say, which is better, I would say cut out the red tape and go full Putin on it. (laughs) <laughs> you have
1: my interest canadians can expect the bank of canada to start providing some respite this spring as the central bank slowly but surely that's quoted moves towards interest rate cuts says uh, desjardins group chief economist jimmy jean uh, says jimmy jean says Desjardins is forecasting the first rate cut in June, but it could easily arrive as soon as April if inflation and the economy slow slow more than expected. That reduction would put the Bank of Canada's key overnight rate currently at 5%, at 2.5% by the end of 2025, according to Desjardins' forecast. Uh, So, um, uh, Twos, we'll get your thoughts on this. We see Landon has entered the studio, and then we'll fly fly in. We're going to bring
0: him in in about two seconds, but just real quick. So this is funny he actually talks about the GDP per capita decreasing right now. So essentially what that means is that all the new people coming to Canada, whether they're being born here, coming here illegally, or asylum seekers, or like that weird, odd handful of people who actually still fill up paperwork when they want to come move here. Those people aren't uh, keeping up to the average as far as Canada goes. And as a result, we've got more people here creating less wealth per person. And if this keeps up, we're gonna to have to cut interest rates, which seems a little bit counterintuitive. Like, if you guys don't quit, if you guys don't start working less, we're going to lower your home payment. I don't know.
1: Okay, right. We're we're gonna go back to the to the start. Okay, we had this right. nice, neat little plan laid out. Landon sitting in the background, so we're gonna bring him in. Thanks and we're for going to
0: joining talk- us, Landon
1: yeah thanks for hopping on uh, Landon um Johnston, right
2: uh
0: sorry oh, can you guys yeah. hear me Yeah, yes, uh, we, we can. can hear you fine
2: okay sorry I, I tried to put you in my headphones but
1: no worries can you okay. hear us
2: yeah I can hear you guys
1: okay, okay cool well welcome Landon yeah welcome to the show thanks for hopping on um uh, the headline: Gondak petition faces bureaucratic uh, backlash. You've been one of the guys uh, on the ground. Walk us through uh, what's been going on.
2: Um, it's been awesome the last couple of weeks here. We're almost at uh, seventy thousand signatures, and we're kind of just getting started. Like we're, we're there's a bunch of organizations that. Uh, I guess had planned on doing this before I even filed the petition. Um, so they had resources and infrastructure and all that put together. And I mean, it was just one night I filed the petition. Um, I was just pissed off about something. I don't remember. Which I don't remember what the initial. Set piss you off. Yeah. So yeah, it was a single use bylaw that really set me off. Oh, but okay. um, yep.
0: Yep.
2: it was, uh, I just like, well, what can I do about it? And I found this petition and I just filed it. Like, I didn't know what would happen. And then, you know, once it hit, uh, once it was certified by the city, then everybody found out about it. And then all these organizations started throwing their resources at me, which was awesome. Um, -hmm. because like I said, it was literally just going to be me. No one asked me to do this. Like it was, I was literally just going to go walk around my neighborhood, get signatures and maybe get like a 5,000 signatures in eight weeks. But uh, yeah, it's been good so far. We've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers out and about um, C trains plus 15s uh, door knocking. Um, And like I said, we're just getting started, right? Like we're just like getting the websites finally got, you know, it's, it's still work in progress, but you know, there's other websites out there that again, like other organizations have hopped on with this um, and they're, they're actually doing a better job than we are with, with our website as for functionality, but we're, um, you know, this is all this is all volunteer, like nobody's getting paid to do this. So
0: um we're can, just ironing out all can the details. People yeah. Sign the website online or sign the huh. the the petition online, or does it have to be a physical signature? It has to be
2: physical. That's that's been the difficult okay. thing. We have to be out there getting signatures and um the, the whole process has been a learning experience, not just for me, but for the government and you know, cause this will be the largest. Uh, petition filed i think in canada like official petition i i don't know no nobody like it's hard to search that like you can't search like number of recalls you have to go through like old newspapers and stuff and google has been weird google's been very hard to find historical things like it's it just shows you like half of what you're looking for i don't know it's weird like looking for old like newspaper articles and stuff has been very hard to do so um Mm -hmm. i'm just going off of what other people have told me um but it's it's a big undertaking and again um like i said it it was just literally going to be me so i mean everything past what i was going to do by myself has just been awesome um and like i said we're almost at seventy thousand signatures and that's huge right if we can get a hundred thousand, maybe by next week like you know 200 300 might not be out of reach if um if yeah. we can get out there like we're up against the time right like it's we've only got like five weeks left yeah
1: i'm just want to i, I want to make sure that we don't skip over anything how many signatures do you have when is the deadline um and you mentioned a website what is the website now i'm just rattled off three let's just start quick how many signatures do you have and when did you start
2: We we have um roughly between 50 and 70,000. um, And that's just based off of what people have um, told me, like they say, Oh, we have this many, we have this many. So I kind of just did a rough estimate of how many petitions were sent out and how many people have um, recorded to us. Um, but it's not official until it's commissioned by like your the affidavit by the witness is commissioned um, by notary or whatever. So roughly about Fifty to seventy thousand. We're doing we're doing like a a good count this weekend, like our first like official count. Um, And we have until April fourth is the day I have to hand it in to Elections Calgary. Um, So that yeah, give us about five weeks left. Mm -hmm.
1: And how many? So this is the uh, what does the actual petition say? We want to remove Gondak as as mayor.
2: Yeah, just. It says, um, to recall the mayor of, uh, Calgary, Yodi Gondek. That's yeah, it's, if, it's official petition. So yeah, this was filed by me through, uh, bill 52, the recall act mm-hmm. in Alberta.
1: How many signatures do you have to get in order for it to actually happen?
2: 514,000 signatures to to officially have her removed.
0: And how many people voted for Gondek in the last election?
2: I think it's about 400,000 that voted,
0: not for her, sorry, total yep. votes
2: in the last election. She so, had 176,000 votes in the yep. last election. So
1: Forgive my laughter, but what you're saying is if you paste this out, you could actually get more people to sign to get her removed. Not meet the threshold because, I mean, to meet the threshold, you're going to have to, you know, it's not impossible. You got over a month is what I heard. And I go, well, more people just need to understand what's going on and more people need to get their their hands involved and everything else. I'm sure there's lots of lovely people doing that. But you could have more people sign this than actually participated in the
0: Calgary election. Yeah, you you, you have to. So it's, you know, that 540000 is a little over triple the amount that voted for her in the first place.
2: Right. Um, it would be, I think, one of the world's largest in-person hand signature recall petitions ever mm-hmm. in the history.
0: It's what forty percent of Calgary
2: has to say. 40% sign this? total population. I think it was a I think it was a mistake on the bill. Like I think they didn't mean to put 40% of the total population. I think they meant to put 40% of the electors. Like, so who's eligible to vote? I, so I honestly believe it was a mistake it? because it doesn't make any sense. Can children sign it? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, children oh. are included in it, but they can't sign it. Um, and so it really narrows the pool. I think it's 600,000 people that potentially could sign this in Calgary, which you've got to give, you know, that doesn't leave a lot of room for air. 40,000
0: of them. Yeah. So if there's, yeah. if there's like, if if there's 83 people that think Jody Gondek is doing a good job, you might be behind the eight ball a little bit. Okay, so here's the other thing is I've seen a couple of videos. One of them was you. I think it was you at a library. And then the other one was, I think, again, you possibly at the um, pedestrian overpass by yeah. mall. Uh, so you've been getting kicked out of places. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's... Uh...
2: Is it ignorance of the law? I like I guess I just didn't do all my research of where where, what I can't do. I'm just going under the impression I can go anywhere where that's I perceived as public places and because that's where the public congregate is in public places. So that's where I'm going to go. And um, I'm not necessarily pushing the limits of where I can go, but I think it's important for future petitions to know what the limits are, because if we're going to be hand tied even further to where we can get signatures, then this went from impossible to all like to, stupidly absurd like a waste of taxpayer money to even implement it because first off we have the least favorable mayor of all time in calgary um we have unlimited resources because of right now there's no limits to what we can spend or receive in this recall right you have limits when you're doing provincial like mlas and stuff like that but as for municipal they, they don't have legislation so my thing is if, if we have unlimited resources and limited people not not unlimited but technically like you know we could put a hundred million dollars at this um and like i said the least favorable mayor so everything is ripe to get as many possible signatures as we can get then, and we still can't do it, or let's say we only hit one hundred and fifty thousand or two hundred thousand, but we put everything we had at it, and I don't want to leave any room for anybody to say, "Oh, well, he didn't do enough or they didn't do this. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, so if we can bring it to legislation and be like, "Hey, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah, we'll kick you off if you don't. We bring this to legislation, and there's frustration behind it because like i i i i i hate um like you say bureaucratic whatever but like i hate i hate when the government and i don't care what government it is like i just hate when the government imposes something that doesn't make sense and to to, um rectify that you have to go you have to go to the ends of the earth to get them to rectify it. Like, it's just like, no. they should have looked at this, you know, maybe even as soon as it was implemented or even as soon as I filed this and been, been like, Hey, why the fuck didn't we make this easier? Like what, like, but of course they're never going to make it easier for them to not be in power. Right. And again, I don't care what government implements. It was actually the NDP and the liberals who had the best, um, I think it's dissenting questions. They were never against the recall act. They, they had the questions of like, Hey, you know, good for you guys for bringing this because you guys promised it, but it's impossible. Like I've gone through all the bill readings and anybody can do that. Like not, everybody cares about this kind of stuff but like when you go through it it's like the select committee that brought this bill to um the the people who um, introduced the bill they they were like hey yeah let's do 10 15 25% depending on the population but max it out at like 35% of the um people the who can actually sign it you know what i mean but then out of nowhere they come up with this 40 percent of the total of the population, population which is fucking stupid like it's it you're doesn't make any the sense choir, man you're preaching
0: to the goddamn choir
2: so i wow. was just like well fuck someone should do something about this and so i basically was just like well no one else is doing this and like you know if if i got to do this by myself i'll do it by myself like you know um and i always tell people like my mom always told me like you know if you don't stand up or something you'll fall for anything and i'm just like well fuck it I'll, I'll make a stand here it's to some people it's been super petty and i'm just like well i don't care if you think it's petty like this is me actually doing something like stay at home in your house just accept what the government is slapping to your face like and i i don't i don't tell people who i vote for all the time or whatever but like I just vote on policy, right? Like if, if there's something that's good for me and my family, I'll, I'll vote for that. Right. Um So, and so I mean, I've got my supporter then. <laughs> I, whatever. I, I, you know what? I voted for Rachel Notley. I'm not, a, I'm not, I I'm conservative, but at the time she had a uh, legislation that made me a lot of money. So why the fuck wouldn't I vote for something that's going to make me and my family a lot of money. And that was, she had, she had, a massive rebate for on-demand hot water tanks, right? Like some people, like a lot of conservatives will see that as short-sighted, but I care about me and my family, right? That's my number one priority. So whatever is going to get me that, then I'm going to do that. But I'll I'll be honest, since that election, like I, things have changed in my mind. Um, So, I mean, I'm just, I'm not embarrassed. Like I voted for Trudeau the first time around because he said he was going to do electoral reform, right? Like that was huge to me because- as of right now like our votes really don't matter out west and i don't know if if what he promised would have really changed that um but that was important to me at the time like hey you know i'm tired of our votes being really not counted like what's the point of even going to vote and that's that's a huge sentiment and he came out with saying hey we're gonna change this as soon as i get in and and the fucker never did it so you know he's dead to me like he can you know what i mean like that's again i vote on policy but and and now i'm just like you know what like it's it's too hard to fight it's like governments makes all these promises and it's just becoming unbearable and i mean you guys were talking about taxes but i mean all like i'm i've met probably about ten thousand people in the last three weeks and every single one of them are talking to me like there's something i can do for them but i'm not a politician right but it's like they're telling me like Landon, we're strapped for cash like all these like what they Think are little tiny taxes they just keep fucking piling up and piling up and just imagine someone like on a fixed income right now and it's just one thing after another right so now like this this used to be i was standing up for myself but now i feel like i, I need to stand up for other people who have a voice but aren't being heard um and so it's just like fuck me we might as well just put it all in there
1: well let's put it this way landon uh yeah. the province is taking notice right like there's a lot of people um that are paying attention um, you're doing more than just like something small, right? You've gotten fifty plus thousand signatures. I mean, there's there's people in government that, people that it's their job, Canada man, who put who put out bills and and different things, and they can't get
0: fifty. You got fifty thousand already. Yeah. Mark yeah. Harrison literally presented a petition in the House of Commons in Ottawa a few weeks ago that had literally thirty signatures on it. Thirty signatures, and then he got mad because everybody was mocking him.
1: Correct. Right. So can we slide into just for a few more minutes before we let you hop out, Landon, can we slide into the second part of this, which I mean, I don't know if you want to sit and chat with us about or not, but it's the city of Calgary wants to have a party. And what we're talking about is a new uh, brand new city politicians, political parties, like on the coast with the ABC Vancouver we're talking for well-financed, well-organized parties in Calgary, a common sense platform, a candidate for mayor, and a candidate for each of the wards, so a party could win a city council majority. I don't know the full story of this. Twos and, and Landon, and feel free to talk about it. I, I don't know. Is this a good idea? Is this a terrible idea?
0: Okay, maybe I could just take over here real quick for yeah. a second. My understanding of this, I, I don't live in Calgary anymore. I moved out a couple of years ago uh, and just couldn't wait to kick the dust off my boots, man. Uh, but Gondek really pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. She came in as just saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be that normal. Everything's going to be fine." And then the day she got in, she's like, "Surprise, cockfags! 78 billion dollar climate emergency. Oh, we're going to do this. We're gonna we're gonna fuck up the the new Saddle Dome negotiation because of solar panels. We're going to add a whole bunch more bike lanes because Nenshi didn't add enough bike lanes. And Nenshi is a guy who literally ran on being uh, fiscally conservative, and then when he got in, he was surprised, cuckfags, and yeah. uh, and went off and did all of the Nenshi things, and now he's probably going to run for the NDP. So that tells you how fiscally conservative the guy is. And so I think people, especially in Calgary, who have memory of that, or who were living in Calgary during the these incredibly dark days, which are still continuing, uh, have this perspective of you know if, if you could have a party brand in front of it you would have a little bit of knowledge about what you could expect from that person when they get voted in rather than them just saying whatever is going to get them the votes and then turning around the next day and fucking everybody over.
2: I I mean, it's has it worked in Vancouver? Has it like, I don't know. That's a really good
0: question. Actually.
1: Like, I, don't, I don't know. The, to me, I'm 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 wondering if this is a good idea or a very
2: poor idea. It's got. Um, it's, yeah, it's I, I would say. I mean, that that's is that a big decision? Like, I mean, right now I'm just focused on getting her out of there. Um, And you know, we voted in the UCP, so like the UCP has the ability to implement a lot of this stuff and, you know, maybe they lose the next election and then the next guys take it out of there. So, I mean, people always argue, but I mean, that's democracy really. So I I mean, they've done plebiscites for smaller things like fluoride and stuff. So, I mean, they could leave it to the people to decide whether they want party names in front of municipal elections. Like that wouldn't be that hard to do. Um, You know, even if we had a a by-election for uh, (laughs) it, I'll, I'll tell you right now, my original target was my counselor, Peter DeMong. Um, but I decided to go for the head of the snake. So I was like, you know what? The mayor is lacking leadership and whatever. So I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's go after the big cheese. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like, if we do get a by-election, like that's something you could throw on it as like a, a second voting option. Be like do you do city of reference. Calgary residents want um, politics branded on the candidate's name? Like, I don't know. Like, is that something people want? I I don't know, but I mean, I've been asking people like what they're upset about the city with right now. So like, I've been keeping track. I've got about six pages of, of shit that people are upset with, with the city. What are the most common ones? (laughs) Um, well, I can't even say what the top three are, but you know, you can say literally anything and everything on this show. I know, but you you know what? Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, okay that's no no if you if guys we had this beer, conversation with no, me on a golf course it would be a different story but for the past three weeks i've been very calm until i guess this conversation but um but yeah it's just people are upset like people are frustrated people um i've even at some point um defended the mayor because of somebody or a couple people being super vulgar um not defending her but just being like you know what that's I, I don't know. I was just raised not to talk to people like that. Right. Sure. So like I find myself defending her against like super vulgar attacks. um, Cause that's not what this is about. This is about her policies and her inability to lead the city where it's got to go. Um, it's Landed, nothing to do personally, but
1: where, uh, before we let you out of here where you'd mentioned yeah. a website, I assume that's the best place for people to go or is there somewhere else? Would you, uh, could you say the website or where if people want to help find out more about this, sign the petition, where can they go?
2: Yeah, so huge. Um, the website is www recall <laughs> um, and I believe there's another one. I think it's called like Recall Gondek YYC. Um, so that's the other organization. But they're like I said, their websites um, maybe a little bit more functional. Um, but either of them work really well and uh and then twitter has been huge for us um getting the word out of new locations where people can sign um commissioner drop-offs um little um gatherings we're doing down at city hall so that is uh recall gone deck yyc and that's on twitter
0: okay yeah there are quite a few businesses and stuff i'm throwing it it, in
1: the i'm throwing it in the or i'm throwing it in the comments right now for everybody so if anyone wants to go take a look there there's the 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 website is in there so if people want to click on it on the live stream it's sitting there um appreciate you hopping on and doing this and and giving Thank us you. A, you know like we've been hearing this story me and twos have been talking about it so to hear it firsthand from you uh appreciate you hopping on this side and, and giving everybody a little bit of a um you know a download what's what's been going on and what you've been seeing and hearing
2: sorry could i say one more thing really quick sure yeah so i'm running into a lot of people like surprisingly a lot of people that are like i i hate the mayor i hate what she's doing but i don't want to sign it and i i'm I'm having trouble understanding that because like they think that it's not going to make a difference but i think it will like i'm just like if people are out there they're kind of on the fence on whether to sign this or not like it's, it's small, but it's a, it's a small thing to to put a signature on it, but it's a big thing in, in the long run, right? Like we're, we're proving a point where we're setting up for the next people that want to file petition. We might be able to Mm -hmm. change the regulation. So, you know, even if you're, uh, it's just weird, like, like the city of Calgary employees are like, oh no, you know, there'll be retribution and stuff. Like, you know, it's, it takes a little bit of bravery to do something like that, but I didn't think it did. But I, I'm starting to understand, like people are afraid to sign it. But you know, nobody's going to see your signature. All the data is supposed to be destroyed as soon mm-hmm. as it's handed in. Um, so I'm not keeping anything on my end. Um, so if if people are on the fence, i wanting to sign it. Like, you know, your voice will be heard. It's just, you know, you you got to step out and and you know, put yourself out there, even just for a signature, right? So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if if there's somebody out there who knows somebody who's afraid to sign it, like just go over the reasons why like this mayor's lacked what she needs to do in the city. Like the the policies that she's enacted are just insane and it's not helping us. Right. Like, so everyone's affected by her policies, whether you agree with her or not. So so I, anyway, I just want to let people know, like, you know, sign it, if you want to sign it, but you're scared to like sign, or if you don't like her, but you don't want to sign it, Fuck, just sign it anyways. Like nothing's gonna happen other than maybe we can get some change going. So
0: well, I mean, think about it this way like, even if it only gets 200,000 signatures. That's still right. substantially more than what voted her in in the first place. Do you think, like, even though it doesn't meet that legal threshold, I can't possibly see her sticking around after more people sign the recall than actually. I can voted see for her sticking her around. I, I you know what
2: people keep saying that people keep saying that she, she might stick around like she won't resign. But that just like that like our second campaign is like if we can hit 200 250 300 000 signatures we're gonna pressure her to resign there's people on council that can put it to a vote be like hey let's mm-hmm. like 300 000 people do not want her in this position like she's got to go so like like there's there's other stuff we can do outside of this petition right like I, I'm, I'm begging people to send letters to your counselor to your mla to the premier to rick McIver, like the municipal um uh, whatever, whatever Minister. he's supposed to be doing. But I mean, I've been trying to get a hold of him for three weeks now, and he hasn't gotten back to me because he's the one who helped implement this bill. I th- I think he was anyway. But but just like keep putting pressure on the government. Like like don't think your voice isn't going to be enough because. You know, if we're all just yelling by ourselves, like nothing's gonna happen. But if we all all yell at the same time, like they're gonna fucking hear us, and shit's loud. gonna change, man. Like I, you're right. I think I've been getting um, calls from all over the country, all over the states, like calling me, being like, "Hey, land," and like we're watching this. Like, like there's like I got a call from California, Florida, uh, these people who also have um, recall legislation, but they think it won't do anything. So like the fact that our threshold is so high. Um, people are wondering like, can enough people get together in such a short amount of time to actually make a difference? And I mean, maybe, maybe we only get a hundred thousand, right? Like, you know, that that's might, still, that's
0: still more than half of what voted and, for. her. And, and, and right. in fairness, you're sending, her you're sending, you're sending
2: a
1: message. This isn't 10 people. This isn't 30 yeah. people.
0: It's about sending a message.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Awesome guys. I appreciate that. Okay. Next, all right. Greatly Land-
0: Langston just popped in on the chat. He said, you can come to my shop to sign unit 330 at 19369 Sheriff King Street, Southwest. See, Those are brave
2: people, brave people putting themselves out there, man. Like that, that's not easy to do. And uh, that's awesome. Like there's like, I've gone to a bunch of businesses and they're like, no, we don't want retribution from the city. And I don't know how they would do that. And if they did, you could sue the absolute fuck out of them if they tried to discriminate you based on your politics. So don't, would, be, don't would, be afraid of the city.
1: I would say this, the last four years have taught us a lot about retribution and how the city and government operates. So while yeah. I agree with you, we can all agree, I think, the last four years has taught us otherwise. So there is hesitation. I understand people's hesitation, but we got to get past the hesitation because if we don't, the same thing continues over and yeah, over and me, over again.
0: If, if you don't, you're going to find yourself pushing a scooter down the street and a horse tramples you.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Thanks, 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 Landon, for uh, for coming on. That shouldn't be Thank that you, funny, Landon. but welcome to Canada, um, awesome. Landon. Thanks, thanks for thanks for hopping on. Yep. Okay, there you go, um, Landon Johnson uh, coming in and raining fire down. Um, in, in the show notes, not in the show notes, in the in the chat, there is uh, the ability to go to the website. You can find out all the information there. We got a guy saying, "Hey, stop here. by this spot, and uh, um, this is where you can go." There you go. Great. Landon, that, that was, um, hmm, that that's interesting how quickly things just spark fire and away it goes. Isn't it Tiz?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. Like I'm usually the guy who's like, well, what's the point of a petition generally speaking? Cause if you're just presenting a petition that has no teeth behind it, but this, even though it's been totally neutered by the UCP and uh, I don't care how much you love the UCP. You have to look at this body of legislation and say it was an absolute disaster. But... Uh, the well, fact to go back to the numbers.
1: Limited... 40%, 40% of the population and the eligible voters is, what did you say, 600 and some thousand? And, like, And you yeah, got to get so, 500? It's gotta, just like... It's, they've it's got to
0: get 90% of the electorate to sign this recall legislation to meet the legal threshold. But I do
1: agree with you and Landon that... It's all about sending a message, and I tell you yeah. what, would it like? It's it's pretty crazy how many people have not that crazy. I mean, it just shows the body of work that she's had to this point. Okay, we could sit on this for the next two hours. Two, you got a
0: flight to catch. So I'm let's... trying
1: to get out of Dodge. Okay, all right. So let's carry on, folks. Polyev is on the pole and wants to strip Canada. Um, Saturday will be will herald two full years since Russia launched a full scale invasion of Ukraine. And uh, 38% of Canada said uh should maintain the same level of spending. Well, so this 31... is a,
0: a recent poll that just came Correct.
1: out. Correct. 31% said the government should spend less. Only 16% uh, said they wanted spending levels increased. Uh, so that means like 84% said they didn't want, anyway, it doesn't matter. To date, it... Canada's committed more than $9 billion in overall aid to Ukraine. And then this is what Pierre Polyev tweeted out It's been two years since Ukraine woke up to the evil. Of, a, of an unprovoked, full-scale invasion from Vladimir Putin. Disagree with that. With unshakable resolve and determination, Ukraine people have fought back. They've given up, and neither will we. Canada will always stand with Ukraine in the fight for freedom and democracy against Putin's tyranny.
0: He's just going the way of the wind. This is This is the same thing O'Toole did in the last election, where they just said, okay, well, let's throw out a poll, and whatever the poll says... That's going to be our official stance. You saw it. We talked about it last week, where Polyev sat on his hands and pushed back on questions and didn't answer them until that poll came out, saying that the majority of people actually believe two thirds of people supported what Daniel Smith was doing in Alberta with with the normalization to a limited degree of trans legislation. And he said, "Okay, well, yeah, now that the polls are out, I'm also going to support this." And then this is him doing the exact same thing with Ukraine. And, you know, if, I. if you think that Polyev is your guy, awesome. If you think that the most important thing is to get rid of Trudeau, sure. But you have to realize that if he is just going to cater to the population majorities in and around Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and as a result, end up being very little difference between him and Trudeau, What's the point of getting Trudeau out if you're gonna replace him with a guy exactly the same? And now that they've got the same haircut, there's less and less daylight between them all the time. So here's the thing is even if you just think that this that polyev is the answer one way or the other, you gotta push back on this fair weather bullshit policy making.
1: Conservatives push for idiotic policies again. When you uh, when asked whether his government will require porn websites to verify the age of users, Polivia gave a one-word answer: yes. The Tories are sponsoring and supporting a Senate private members' bill that promises to require age verification for people to access pornography, on, pornography online. I don't think that's uh, a ridiculous thing, by the way. Um, but something in the article did stick out to me. Options could include the use of digital government ID. Um, ugh, as yeah. some U.S. states have legislated or services that can estimate age based on a scan of the person's
0: face. Oh, yeah, because that'll be good. You just have a really low quality webcam and then you uh, and then you just hold up a picture of William Shatner. Like this is the problem is I I don't I'm I'm not really going to dispute whether you think anything's right or wrong. The point is, is that this is going to be stupid and unenforceable and a bureaucratic waste of time. It's the kind of shit you would expect from the NDP in that sense. And so, I mean, here's the thing, like there are other ways to get pornography than going to a website, believe it or not, you could download it. And then after it's been downloaded, it's not like windows media player. Or VLC is going to ask you for your ID before you play a video. Yeah. Believe it or not, there used to be magazines. You know, folks,
1: this is, this is what happens when you uh,
0: try and go on vacation.
1: <laughs> so somehow, somehow the live stream ended. So that was fun. I think, um, I think we, maybe
0: Vance, when he left, he made hit the wrong button or something like that. So we're going to so blame, we're gonna blame, we're it gonna it
1: on blame this on Vance Crow, who's next week's host on Mashup 96. Yeah. So don't and, do this
0: next week, Vance.
1: Don't do this next week, Vance. So we just killed the live stream. So like me and Twos are talking. I'm like, wait, what's
0: going on here? What the heck
1: just happened? The mashup so, live stream. I don't just, know. <laughs> Some Dive.
0: of it's going to end up on the cutting room floor that we were talking about at some point. I don't know where we left off, but we're going to yeah, keep moving. This is, this has been um... it's been a fuck <laughs> show, but let's keep moving. You got a plane to catch.
1: <laughs> ah, mashup ninety five. Dengue fever makes things hard for patients. Uh. As if having dengue fever wasn't already hard enough, doctors in West Africa are reporting that the mosquito-borne virus, often associated with rashes, vomiting, and internal bleeding, could also be causing spontaneous erections that can persist for hours. Yeah.
0: So, apparently, if you're having trouble down there, uh, you can just get dengue fever, I guess? And, And then it'll get you to the point where you pretty much need to ice it for for things to go away so yeah buckle up indeed jennifer mcconnell so uh yeah there's this thing going around right now where i don't know has dengue fever always been like this is this an ongoing thing how is this in the news like are people just noticing or did people just think like oh yeah i had a raging boner for a week after that mosquito bit me and i didn't put two and two together this whole thing's baffling and interesting um yeah it's I mean, do we need to talk? It's
1: possible the dengue fever will give you an erection. That's all you that need. Last
0: hours and hours and hours.
1: We're giving up our vices. Uh, Vice CEO Bruce Dixon says the company will lay off hundreds of Dixon. employees and stop publishing on the Vice dot com website. Um, and basically, they're going down the toilet. And here, here is uh, here is some random headlines or some of the yeah, headlines. Go that- figure
0: this this organization that fucking sucked for so many years is is going away
1: so you got uh pablo escobar's hippos keep having sex and no one knows how to stop them these are random headlines maybe Maybe
0: separate them
1: why why i'm never taking my mom to x-rated videos uh i don't know
0: girls can barely keep barely keep up with quarantine demand here's Uh, here's here's this one how to make gang prison my gay prison gang fights neo-nazis
1: How to make breakfast with your vagina. And this is, is anybody worried about
0: Vice disappearing? How to have sex with a fat girl. Well, if you're having trouble being interested, you could just get dengue fever for a while and that'll step it up for you. (laughs) Uh, Legacy media is a failure. I mean, aside from Vice.
1: There... (laughs) There is trouble brewing at BlackRock, the headquarters of CBS, after the firing of Catherine Herridge, an acclaimed investigative reporter. Many of us were shocked after Herridge was included in the layoffs this month, but those concerns have increased after CBS officials took the unusual step of seizing her files, computers, and records, including information on privileged sources. The position of CBS has alarmed many, including the union, as an attack on free free press, principles by one of the nation's most esteemed press organizations. The timing of Herridge's termination immediately raised suspicions in Washington. She was pursuing stories that were unwelcome by the Biden White House and many Democratic powerhouses, including including um, Joe Biden's diminished mental capacity of the Biden corruption scandal and the Hunter Biden laptop. So you can imagine there was nothing there to see, folks. There's nothing here to well, see. It's just a as, far as, burger. as
0: far as Joe Biden's mental faculties go. Yeah. I mean, I've literally been laughing about this guy's decreasing mental faculties for four years, but there's an election coming up, and we don't want people, you know, to know too much about it. There was that recent thing where so Joe Biden had left a whole bunch of confidential documents in a garage when he was VP, and the uh, the crown, I guess, uh, decided not to pursue charges because they felt as though a conviction wouldn't stick. Because he doesn't have the mental faculties required to grasp the uh, import of of what he did. And he doesn't even remember being vice president. So if you don't remember doing a crime, according to this, you could just, you know, you, you don't have to be charged. So. Sean, if we ever team up and rob a bank, which we honestly should, at some point in our lives, I really want to try a heist myself. One of these days, I'm tired of talking to them all the time. I want to be the guy in the car. And so anyway, what we should do is just, you know, do the heist, get away vehicle, go out to, you know, wherever our, wherever our, um, safe house is, and then just roofie the shit out of each other. Uh, cause then we're not criminally liable. According to this, but, but you've got at the, at the end of it though, CBS took a whole bunch of confidential documents, uh, from this reporter that, yes, this is terrifying. A that's a huge deal. Yeah.
1: This is terrifying. They, they've put an attack on independent journalists, whether you love her or hate where she worked and maybe some of the work she did, what they did to her was they removed her, took all of her investigative journalist material would Including have taken all, all of her contacts, everything. And they have it now. It's in their possession. It's, 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 it's a terrifying story. $10 a day daycare about to become zero a day daycare. Uh, cheaper daycare was one of the Liberal government's biggest promises, but now the program is struggling with daycare oper- operators' warning of closures if things don't change. Owner of Literal Heroes Daycare Centre in Ottawa uh, uh, says it's been an uphill battle ever since opting into the $10 a day program. I don't get a profit. We're, seeing break- We're not even seeing break-even. The prices don't reflect the expenses we're having at this moment.
0: So everything's fixed and it's not tied to inflation like the wages of members of parliament. And so, I mean, they can't even say that they couldn't foresee this coming because they literally tied their wages to, well, not to inflation, but there's an annual increase, right? Uh, But this $10 a day daycare, it's set up and it's all fixed. And the problem with things being fixed in a high inflationary country like this fucking one, is that what may be a good business deal this year is not a good business deal the next year. And now everybody's coming to terms with that, including these people who honestly, if you signed up for these contracts without saying, well, what happens when the price of bread doubles in the next six months? If you didn't even ask that at the time, what the hell are you doing running a business? And now all these chickens are coming home to roost. Alberta
1: town council gets back to the basics. And I'm sure most people have seen this Alberta, uh, town that's Westlock bands, pride flags, rainbow crosswalks after plebiscite. That's not
0: entirely true, but here's, 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 the, here's what
1: it says. Crosswalks and flags. Crosswalks will only be painted in the standard white stripe pattern, uh, Uh, only the national flag of Canada, provincial flag of Alberta or town of Westlock flags are raised on flagpoles, on public property or facilities. There will be no uh, decorations on town crosswalks or display of flags supporting political, social or religious movements or commercial entities. No grandfathering of an existing crosswalk or flag. Flags that contravene this bylaw will be authorized.
0: So basically, the town said the town council more or less is now... We're in the business of taking out people's garbage, making sure that the that the shit goes away when you flush it, making sure you got water coming in, cleaning roads, and maybe putting up some lights around Christmas. And everything else is aside from that, and we're not interested in it, and we're not going to do it. They didn't ban pride flags. They just said, we're not going to hang them in front of the town. We're not going to hang them in front of the town building. We're here. We're here to collect fucking garbage and we're not going to be fucking displaying it.
1: Unions asked for completely reasonable cost of living raise. <laughs> David Eric Why are you dri- laughing
0: at that, Sean?
1: Because I hadn't read it. I'd wrote it out and I actually didn't. Uh... David Harrigan, director of labor relations for the United Nurses of Alberta, said in an interview with CBC News, the union is seeking a 25% raise in the first year and a 10% raise in the second year of a contract. 35%
0: raise in two years. Actually, that'll be a uh, 37.5% because it'll be compounding, right? They've but yeah, correct. a 37.5% in two years <laughs> raise.
1: Uh,
0: Quo- or- quoted,
1: quoted. They've been abused and ignored the system for many years, and when you do that, there needs to be a giant catch-up in order to set things straight, Harrigan said. The union, which represents 30,000 registered nurses, has long uh, said the staff shortages are driving nurses out of the profession or the province. You don't say. I wonder where all those nurses in the middle of COVID went. Anyway, you know. Hmm. Yeah, has
0: there been right. anything else? Anything else uh, driving them away? I don't know. That's that's, that's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know. What if what if there was a way to get more people into the eligible employability pool do we do we have any ideas? could we just throw around some <laughs> yeah thirty seven and a half percent two years is fucking insane. no two ways about it, especially when you think about the fact that they've got the defined benefit pension, they've got ridiculous other benefits and there's that thing that to the best of my knowledge has been closed up where whenever they don't want to work, they call all the way around, and when they get back to the first person, it's something like triple time. And so you've got you've got nurses who make just stupid amounts of money. I remember there was this girl I dated like 15 years ago, and she worked 30 hours a week. She didn't even work full time, and she was making like 85K a year. And this is way back in the day, working less than full time and making what Can was just pretty say, good money back.
1: My hat's, my hat's off to nurses, first and foremost. I couldn't do their job. And I know some oil field guys who work part-time and make very good money. Mm -hmm. But to have a union ask for 35 plus percent is insane. Can we just make that simple? Yeah, that's,
0: that's just ludicrous.
1: Especially when half the hardships on the profession and the union, they did to themselves.
0: Here's the thing is you're always voting for parties like the NDP. And then when they bring in a whole bunch of stuff that sucks, you're mad and you think you need more money. Oh, like, oh, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote liberal and NDP because then they're going to be more favorable towards the unions. Okay, but then they bring in all this inflation with it, which makes everything expensive, which means, oh, well, now that everything's so expensive, we need more raises. And that's what's fair. No, motherfucker. You voted for this shit. You literally voted for inflation. You can't complain about it afterwards.
1: Cops pull over clown car on February 22nd, 2024 at approximately 2 a.m. an officer with RCMP central traffic services conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle located on McGillivray Boulevard in the city of Winnipeg. The vehicle contained a driver and eight occupants, one female and seven males. Uh, Seven were confirmed to be foreign nationals from the Republic of Chad and one from the Republic of Mali. The 30 year old male driver, Abdi Hassan Ali from Winnipeg was arrested for human smuggling under the immigration refugee protection. Act and remanded in custody, where he appeared in court in Winnipeg on February 23rd, 2024. Um, there you have it.
0: Imagine getting out of a place like Chad, just this war-torn, just violence everywhere, crazy place where people are killing each other all the time, and you're going to start a new life in Canada, and then they drop you off in fucking Winnipeg.
1: Worst case scenario for Canada continues to devolve. Under the terms of confidence, and supply agreement signed in March 2022, the Liberal government committed to passing legislation uh, on Canada Pharmacare Act by the end of 2023 in exchange for NDP support on key votes in the House of Commons. And the federal Liberals uh, and NDP have come to an agreement on Pharmacare, clearing the way for the two parties to continue operating under the confidence and supply agreement that has helped keep the government in power for over for over, you know, two plus years. Uh in the interview with CBC's Rosemary Barton, uh airing Sunday, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh said, weeks of talks between the two sides have produced draft legislation that will set out the framework for a national pharmacare program and in the short term, new coverage for contra- contraception and diabetes treatments.
0: See, think about it this way. If the NDP had most of the majority, like if Jagmeet Singh was prime minister and the liberals were the people rounding it out to give them that majority. The NDP would say, we want free everything for everybody all the time forever, except groceries, grocery stores. But we just, we want everybody else to have everything free all the time forever. And we're just going to tax the rich. And you would have the liberals saying, in a very limited sense, to be clear, whoa, 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 just slow down a tiny bit, slow down a tiny bit. I get the fact that you want to pass this, but it's not going to work If you want us to help you, you got to have things in a very tiny sense rooted in reality. Okay? But because it's the other way, the liberals like, we want to do something insane. And then Jagmeet Singh comes in. He's like, it's not fucking crazy enough. Can we put it all the way off the rails? And then when he gets pushed back, he says, well, do you want to still be prime minister or not? Put it all the way off the rails. And that's what's happening right now is you've got stuff that's almost totally insane getting driven. Right to the moon by Jagmeet Singh.
1: Hollywood becoming irrelevant. I have no idea what Tuse wants to talk about here, but I feel like Hollywood is quite irrelevant. What would you What would you like to talk about, Tuse?
0: Okay, so this is the critical drinker. Uh, first official trailer for Rogue Elements goes live in ten minutes. So uh, this is a movie, I think a short movie. I don't know the finer points of it. Exactly. That's based on his. So the critical drinker in real life. Oh shoot. His name's totally eluding me at the moment, but he wrote these Ryan Drake novels. The first one's called redemption. There's eight of them in total. I'm actually almost entirely done the last one right now. And the idea is, is that he's like, what if there was just stuff out there that didn't suck? He's basically taking the mashup model and he applied it to books And he got, you know, the first couple start off a little bit wonky, but then they get pretty damn good by the end of it. And the last one's got more twists and turns than you'd ever believe. And so now it's getting made into some kind of a movie by independent studios. And so. So you've got this guy who, you know, his YouTube channel is criticizing everything wrong with Hollywood. But he's also taking reins on it and saying, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it the right way, too. And so I think that's pretty cool. I hope he does well with it. I hope it's, it comes out as a, as a good movie. That's, um,
1: that's interesting. I didn't catch. That's what that was. Now it makes more sense because I thought we're like, I watched preview and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be watching here. Um, and all I can think of is Hollywood and and where they're going with, you know, uh, the DEI and everything else. I'm like, Hollywood is going down the toilet.
0: This doesn't have any of that at all in it. So, Yeah, the last one, something to die for. The guy's name, Will Jordan. Jordan, And I have one hour and 19 minutes left. A
1: miracle, a miracle of science. Quoted, in a miracle of science, a vaccine was created. That's Health Minister Holland said uh, at the Moderna facility in Laval, Quebec.
0: Fucking Quebec. Gets a bunch of bailouts for something that already existed in Calgary a few years ago. So, as much as we might or might not think that the vaccines are effective, or maybe there's a few side effects or a couple of niggling issues with them, there was already a company in Canada set up to do this exact same fucking thing, but they were in the wrong riding. And so Justin Trudeau ran their asses out of Canada. They're down in Texas now. And they paid Moderna, of all places, several billion dollars to set up a facility in fucking Quebec. It's but it's I a mean. it's a miracle. It's a miracle of science. Picting, is, yeah.
1: <laughs> Picting gets picked on. Um, notorious BC pig farmer Robert Picton, who is charged with killing 26 women and claimed to kill 49, is eligible uh, for day parole Thursday.
0: Yeah, so this is coming up a little bit. I don't know if he's gonna get approved or not. We'll see. I mean, if this if this was just happening for the first time with our modern judicial system, he'd probably be out on bail already. But you know, it's this Robert Picton is now looking at the idea of being in um general society. I don't know. Like let's say you're Robert Picton for a second, Sean. You get released from prison. What do you go back and do for a living? Pig farmer. Pig farmer. I don't know. I mean, he could run an excavation company. He could be a nutritionist. He's got all these transferable skills.
1: Uh, right.
0: He doesn't necessarily have to be agrarian. And then he... here, Jennifer McConnell, I'm getting that T-shirt now. I think she's talking about the Danger Cats T-shirt that's, that's caused so much of a hullabaloo over with them in Winnipeg.
1: Here's, here's, here's Aaron Gunn on it, uh, you know, packing on to Picton, uh, another outstanding citizen granted bail by the Trudeau NDP coalition. Apparently there's no crime heinous enough in Canada to get locked away for life. Uh, unless you're the coots. four, that is BC sex worker, killer, child abuser gets bail. And, uh, and it goes on to say, well, I, I mean, what else do I need to say? Really?
0: Yeah. It's just another example of it. And another example and another example and yeah, if Robert Picton's biggest crime in, in our modern judicial system is that he was not a minority. If he had said he was trans, he'd be out already. Liberals fulfill campaign promises.
1: Uh, well, do you want play, play it, uh, all right, play it here. with the sound. Playing with the sound. sound, playing playing with the sound here, folks. Uh, camping
0: in Toronto. So this is a video of a bunch of the camping, uh, uh, homeless tents. Spend your weekends camping. So just homeless tents all and homeless Canadians tents. Are so lucky, so one part of party. We want to change that. A re-elected Liberal government will expand the Learn to Camp program, <laughs> so that by the time they reach grade eight. All Canadian kids will have had the opportunity to experience camping and learn important part of the country. No. Yeah, so this is just a, a video of a homeless camp dubbed over with one of Trudeau's campaign promises about, about to, to get everybody camping. There's there's a hundred tents in this video and for all of them. That is a campaign promise fulfilled by Justin Trudeau. We're going to expand. We expand.
1: We're going to expand.
0: Everybody's going to camp. Everybody's going to camp. Man, when that guy's right, he's a bumbling idiot a lot of the time, Sean. <laughs> but when he is right, holy fuck is he right.
1: Wuhan. I mean, Winnipeg virus. A special committee of MPs tasked with evaluating censored Records on the firing of two scientists from Canada's top infectious disease laboratory uh, researchers who worked with China it says most of the information redacted from a public health agency of Canada documents appear to have been withheld to shield the organization from embarrassment rather than to protect national security. A source with direct knowledge of the material said the information, when uncovered, uh, would show the scientists Zhangju Ku and her husband Kating Chang uh, provided confidential. The scientific information to China. The two infectious disease scientists had their security uh, clearances revoked and were escorted out of the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg in July of 2019. They were fired in January of 2021.
0: It's interesting. And then they went off to what was their next job? Where where did they work next, Sean? I actually don't know where did they work next. Wuhan Institute of Virology. Of course they did. So July 2019. These infectious disease experts from Winnipeg, not from Winnipeg, but working in Winnipeg, were kicked out of Canada for being fucking spies, and then they go went to work in Wuhan, and six months later, everything hits the fucking fan. So how much of what happened in the last few years is a direct result of lack of Canada? Canadian everything? Seems like
1: China's in on everything we got going on. Every, You know, if there's been a trend over the last... I don't know, 10 mashups, 20 mashups. Seems like we got one article about China basically screwing with us. I mean, and here's just another.
0: I mean, that's not really on us, though. That's kind of on them.
1: <laughs> Finally, a secret thesis is interested in keeping. Canada spy agency has launched a workplace assessment of its British Columbia office uh, over what it calls serious allegations raised by whistleblowers who say they were sexually assaulted and harassed by a senior officer. One officer said she was raped nine times between uh, 2019 and 2020 by a senior colleague while in surveillance vehicles. And a second officer said she was later sexually assaulted by the same man, despite bosses being warned not to pair uh,
0: him with young women. This is brutal. Just imagine this was happening in any other company, right? So here's if your work doesn't matter where, if you've got a job and you're some chick that something like this happens to, you don't whistle blow to HR. You don't go to somebody else in the organization. You go to the fucking cops. So, that's it.
1: We can't afford any more affordability. The Trudeau cabinet has spent more than 1 million on retreats focused on attempting to get a grip on Canada's affordability crisis. The Liberal ministers held three-day uh, three multi-day meetings in Charlottetown, PEI, Vancouver and Hamilton between September 2022 August 2023. The tally has reached 1.3 million and change according to expense disclosures and access to
0: information requests. Only the Liberals, only the Liberals would do three affordability retreats where it's got a whole bunch of fancy French names on all the food they expense. And then it comes up to $1.3 million. Here's the thing. Okay. Polyev, you want to kind of bump things up for yourself a little bit. You do something like an affordability retreat and you tell everybody to bring their fucking campers to one of your farmer members of parliament's backyard. And you guys all eat hot dogs and burgers for the weekend, you know, and and expense them. And be like, look, look, he he expensed thirty eight dollars worth of hot dogs and fifty seven dollars worth of burgers and twenty eight dollars worth of buns and seven bucks worth of ketchup. Boom. And you put that in and you'd be like liberals, conservatives, liberals, conservatives. And then once you get in, you can go back to the flaming yawn or whatever else, because <laughs> let's just be honest, it would just be a fucking show. But you can do that.
1: Everyone wants to be mashed up. Uh, this is this is in a, uh, letters to uh, February. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, he asked me.
0: Uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Oh uh, yeah, more inclusive. There
2: we go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you. And the budget will balance itself. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs>
1: Letters from February 2022 or 22nd, 2024, a section should be featured, the liberal failings uh, quoted in there. Maybe the sun on a weekly basis sh- could have a special section dedicated to all the liberal government scandals, bad ideas, and
0: amount of taxpayer money wasted. Twos? What a novel idea, Sean. If we had some kind of a regular program talking about politics and current events, we should have something like that. And in fact, we should... Go so far as to have an intro song to such a segment.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've been doing this now for 95 weeks, folks. Beyond Meat will try, uh, willing to try almost anything at this point. People are going to steal our ideas, is all I was meaning. You know, it's it's, it's a pretty yeah. solid idea. Beyond Meat will willing to try almost anything at this point. Um, a new Beyond Burger patties and Beyond Meat beef grounds cut saturated fat by 60% by switching from canola and coconut oils to avocado oils. Nobody gives a crap, including me. In what the first does nine months, taste like? In the first nine months of 2023, the company's U.S. revenue dropped 34% on a weak consumer demand. The company said in November it was cutting 19% of its workforce. Good riddance is what I say. I give two craps. I give two craps.
0: I, you know, imagine imagine you could do something like Beyond Meat, but it actually didn't suck. You know what they would probably have to call it? Meat. Meat. So, yeah, there was another. Uh, I put a tweet next to it that I thought was pretty good. Um, this is from Internet Hall of Fame. But this chick says, so my dad gave this vegan girl a real hamburger. She said it was the best veggie burger she's ever had. She still doesn't know. And then someone else said, your dad is fucked. And anyone else who thinks this is funny or even remotely acceptable is fucked. This is a total violation of trust, morals, and more. What if they had an allergy? What if they're vegan for religious reasons? Nobody to cares to like this because they're vegan. Yeah, you can. And one day beyond meat is going to have to do that, too.
1: Oh, fair point. Uh, <laughs> British Columbia. <laughs> we got this new burger out. Beyond Meat. What is it? Beyond Meat's meat. It's all beef. It's, British it's Columbia. Beyond, beyond Meat. Yeah. <laughs> British Columbia is a racial slur. A writing guide for indigenous content published by the province's NDP government urges people to refrain from referring to themselves as British Columbians. The term British Columbian is often used to reference people living in BC. This term excludes indigenous peoples who may not identify with it. For many, they identify as a member of their own sovereign nations and do not consider themselves part of one of that has actively worked to assimilate their people. The guide reads, I don't know. What else do you want me to read?
0: Well, it's it's just absolutely silly. So people from British Columbia who are British Columbian should not use the phrase British Columbian because it's insensitive, right? Correct. Like I get, you know, Manitoban because it it is a bit of a slur, but it's their word, Right. So, so there, that, that makes it okay. right? <laughs> I mean, like, where's this going to go? Right? Like at least you, at least have a decent, have a place where it would make sense for people. Like, um, uh, I could see a lot of people from North of Ontario being offended at being called fucking Quebecers. Right. But that's what they are. British people kind,
1: but they probably wouldn't like that. Colombian people kind. Just people kind. I don't know. I don't know what you can do there, British Columbia. No clue. I guess just stick maybe with British Columbia. Yeah. Update. MS Society moving back and forth qu- <laughs> quickly. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is this is it. That last week we had we we talked about the 90-year-old volunteer who'd been working there for 60 years, getting removed because she asked what pronouns were in an email. And the National MS Society just released a statement, backtracking on the entire story, saying they were wrong and apologized to the 90-year-old volunteer who forced to step down over pronouns. Quoted, we realize now that we made a mistake as an organization. We fell short. We did not have clear protocols in place. We apologize to Fran directly.
0: Yeah, and the other part, absolutely true. Better late than never. But this should have never happened to begin
1: with. This should have never happened to begin with. This is... is
0: part of the problem I I mentioned it before like the first time I asked somebody about this whole period poverty thing I'm like well what is that what can you explain it to me and they got mad that I asked they're offended that I I'd asked about this new thing that I'd never heard of before and if if your ideas are so rock solid that if your ideas are so fucking frail that someone just asking what they are is more scrutiny than they can withstand your idea fucking sucks
1: Arson season could get an early start. Uh, Alberta government has declared an early start to the 2024 wildfire season in face of low snowpacks and forecasts of dry weather to come. Alberta Forestry and Parks Minister Todd Lowen said Tuesday the season is now underway 10 days earlier than the usual start of March 1st. Lowen said his department is asking for enough extra funding in the budget to hire an extra 100 firefighters. If that request is approved, they will be in the field by May 15th, he said. That's in addition to the 900 firefighters of the province field in 2023 who are expected to be ready for April 15th, said Lowen,
0: That's a pretty fast turnaround. Imagine hiring a hundred people in a highly specialized industry and you've got to start it. You got to start looking for them in the next two months and they're expected to be out. Come on. I don't know. It's a little bit unsustainably fast, I would say. But I mean, it's interesting that everyone's like, Ooh, people say climate change isn't real. And then look at this Catherine McKenna, that vapid idiot bullshit fucking factory. Thank God she's gone. February, but she's not because she's still tweeting. February 20th, the start of Alberta wildfire season this, like, year? Think about that, folks. Hashtag climate change is real. Man, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, I saw a bunch of wasps the other day. I saw a fly uh, buzzing around in the yard. There was uh, I saw on Twitter where a dog was chasing around a, a pocket gopher. So, I mean, stuff's already waking up. It's not too crazy to think that that the arsonists are going to actually start getting out of the cities and go burning down stuff again. Like they did last year, which if you don't believe us, there's been a hundred articles and so many people have been charged. It's, it's been All whatever uh, you want, but it's been fucking arson.
1: There there's been a ton of arson and it's just, it comes out late and they try and sweep it under the rug. We've talked an awful lot about it here. Friends are driving climate change. Friendship bracelets made out of colorful plastic beads aren't anything new, but thanks to Taylor Swift's heirs Tour, they've seen a massive rise in popularity. In cities where her tour stops, North American arts and crafts store, Michaels has seen a 300% sales boost in in, in its beads and jewelry categories in the days leading up to her concert. That's 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 pretty wild. Despite their name, friendship bracelets aren't ex- exactly eco-friendly. I'm not going to go into it all.
0: I feel like our yeah, audience... The point under- is, is that this is a stupid article that we paid for to have the CBC write. And actually, as I have it up, popular now in the news, 308 people reading this right now. When when That's the most popular thing on the CBC is 308 people looking at it. Case of unopened 1979 hockey cards from Saskatchewan sells for over $5 million at auction. We talked about that as the happy news a few weeks ago. Yeah, apparently, uh, you heard it at CBC first, if you're one of the 300 people who read it, or if you're one of the far greater number who are listening to this, that case of hockey cards went for $5 bucks.
1: Can you imagine? What a... What a... What a... What a a just a time to have a case of hockey cards just go, like, unreal. But what about the good parts of cannibalism?
0: (sighs) From newscientist.com.
1: Now... I want to be clear. I picked I picked the one paragraph that bothered me, and just overall, it just it just bothered me. I'm going to read it. It's not what they were suggesting out of the whole article. I want to make that very clear. But the fact they wrote this they wrote this sentence, I'm like, ugh. And here it is. Ethically, cannibalism poses fewer issues than you might imagine. If if a body can be bequeathed with consent to medical science, why can't it be left to feed the hungry?
0: This is a crazy world we live in, Sean. Like I get the fact that groceries are pretty fucking high right now. But let's not start eating each other just yet.
1: I just I just can't believe that's somebody many... Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. This is out of the New York Post. COVID vaccines linked to slight increase in heart, brain, and blood disorders. You don't say.
0: That's I mean, this is this is news to me. Have you heard anything about this before, Sean?
1: I hadn't. I don't know if I, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about Tuesday. I don't know if we should really talk about it.
0: I feel like, I feel like the New York post is going to get kicked off the internet for this. I, <laughs> uh, because we've been told multiple times that the vaccines are 100% effective. 100% safe. The science is settled. Okay. If the science is settled, this obviously is heresy. And,
1: misinformation. Disinformation. Yeah. All yeah. the above.
0: And, so and, does Someone do some fact-checking on them. And we should solve it by sending this legacy media organization more money until they start printing what we want.
1: Li- liberals killing themselves trying to justify MAID. Uh, liberal MP Annie Kudarakis. I think, quoted, I think it's irresponsible and untrue honestly to claim that made has anything to do with suicide.
0: Yeah, so Garnet Genuine Genuis whatever the hell his name is, who's wearing a a Ukraine support ribbon because fuck's sakes. Of course he is. Anyway, but conservative, uh, I think he's, oh, actually it says here, uh, Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan. So just outside of Edmonton. And he's saying, given the fact that, you know, you, you guys say that no one is allowed to get made if they're suicidal. Given the fact that the whole point of this is to facilitate people taking their own lives. How are you letting anybody do it? Can you just, you know, bridge this gap? And then, yeah, she says, I think it's irresponsible and untrue. Honestly, to claim that maid has anything to do with suicide. Motherfucker. It's not a hug.
1: All I can do is play this. Okay.
2: I
0: hope they don't shit on you. Bubbles.
2: Shit on who? Shit. Hugs.
1: Big.
0: Dirty shit dogs
1: Suicide is death caused by injuring oneself with the intent to die. I mean...
0: With the intent to die. Okay. But you're going to go into this. And you'd be like, okay, so I'm just going to walk through this door. Yep. Okay. And I come out on the other side. No. Okay. No, you're dead. I'm going to walk through anyway, because then I'll be dead. And that's what I'm trying to do. How is that not suicide? These These liberals, man... Our governments are stupid. I mean, if at this point
1: you haven't figured that out, I don't know. I, I, mm. Fraudsters have impersonated general contractors, hacked a police chief's email, and posed as a charity as part of a wave of online scam, scams that have swindled taxpayer dollars from the city governments and First Nations across Canada. In the last five years, at least six cities and two First Nations have been duped out of more than $10 million in public funds. Most recently, scammers made off with 1.5 million from the city of Greater Sudbury. And before that, the city of Kelowna and British Columbia, the biggest victim of them all, was built out of more than $4 million. Twos, are you kidding me?
0: This is totally expected given the quality that we tend to see in Canadian politics. I will say this if there are any Canadian politicians listening and a Nigerian prince reaches out and says he wants to change out a bunch of toilets for you in the office buildings, maybe just politely decline.
1: Argentina is back in black. The Argentinian government Happy in news. January saw its first monthly budget surplus in nearly 12 years as new president Javier Malay continues to push for strong spending cuts, the economy ministry announced. January was the first full month in office for Malay, a far-right libertarian, of course, i got to throw that in, which who, isn't far-right, who You're took office in December and positive balance for the public sector finances of $589 million at the office official exchange rate, the government said late. Friday, there you go.
0: So, yeah, he's been in charge. Basically, Star right to balance the
1: things. books, far right you to want know. want better for your society. It's a pretty he probably right doesn't idea. even
0: have his name on the fucking door yet. He's already balanced the budget. Imagine if we had somebody in Canada that actually wanted to do something like that. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: It would, it would,
0: but now, good for them in the meantime,
1: we have uh, mashup 95. This has been an interesting like debacle of a day. Like, I mean, it, it is, but, you but we should eat. Yep, it's been an interesting little go. So if you found your way back here, thanks for tuning in. If you're just tuning in on the on the podcast, you, you're just gonna hear a little blip and we're gonna hop a couple things and, and life will go on. Me and two's talk to ourselves for about mm, solid four minutes before I realized, wait one second, something's changed here. Um now, community events. Uh SP presents coming uh to Lloydminster, uh April twenty-seventh. So if you're uh, interested in uh, uh, the conference. I'm just pl- trying to pull it up. I should have had it pulled up okay, before, so, but
0: anyway, uh, you've got
1: uh, Luongo, Craner, Armstrong, Sims, Stone, Prodnik,
0: and Stone.
1: Yeah, uh, Curtis I Stone, had- Chris Sims, Chuck okay. Prodnik, uh, Martin Armstrong doing virtual. Uh, Luongo just booked his flight, and Alex Craner all going to be in town. There might be one more coming, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave everybody in anticipation. But uh, here's here's what you look like cornerstone you can uh go online corner uh, showpass.com backslash cornerstone to grab tickets by a table etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: and um there you go okay if you daryl says made it back after you attempted to self-cancel yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we basically tried to commit virtual made is is what happened and uh but don't brenda call it that. says what about april fools carbon tax jokes on offs brenda we do this show every week no worries than we'll that in a few weeks. Don't worry. No worries. It. get all day okay. April fools, but yeah. Cornerstone shaping up to be a huge event. And it's a gray Eagle again. It's
1: going to be at the, the gold horse casino. Oh, great. Me. Yes. Gold yeah. horse in Lloyd Minster. And it's going to be a full, a full day. Uh, so it's going to start, uh, eight 45 is when doors are going to open in the morning. You're going to have lunch. You're going to have supper. You're going to have, you know, um, networking, great speakers. I think it's going to be a fun, fun event. And, uh, hopefully some people will, uh, find their way to Lloyd Minster to come join yeah. We also have we also have a uh, uh, 12th annual PBR at Marwane, April 12th. We have June 22nd Aaron Goodwin and Garrett Gregory that's uh, Slim and his group doing that. Next week we have the uh, guest host for Mashup 96. I already I already brought it up. I'm going to bring it up again here and let everybody see. It's going to be Mashup 96, The Crow Slurper. That's going to be a mashup of uh, 222 minutes hosted by uh, or the mashup hosted by uh, Vance Crow. And if you uh, have never tuned into the Vance Crow show or heard him on the podcast or heard twos on his podcast, he's going to be stepping Sean in on on his podcast Correct. next next week on Mashup 96. He's going to sit in my seat. And uh, well, that should be interesting, if nothing else, oh, Although, you know, pretty much canceled the show this week. We're going to blame it on him. So that's yeah. interesting as well. So a whole lot going on.
0: OK, uh, so we just had uh, Tuesday the other day, February 22nd, two, two, two. And shout out to Cassie, whose birthday is February twenty second.
1: There you go. We also have Mackenzie Bloom, who uh, is a podcast guest uh, a while back, and and she's uh, hosting May eleventh in Turtleford. Uh, All proceeds will be dedicated uh, donated to the multiple sclerosis canada she was vaccine injured folks and it, this is what she said when i was sick i experienced many similar symptoms to, to those with ms one of our close friends offered to help me with my rehab and help me retrain my body to function properly she has ms and has greatly affected her she was a huge part of my recovery and is why i chose ms to uh um uh to raise funds for uh, she has an instagram and facebook page for the event that gives all the information the usernames for both are every step counts underscore 24 and every step Every dot step dot counts dot twenty twenty four, and then uh, there's a poster that uh, will will I mean I'm reading off I don't know why it matters a poster yeah. uh, May eleventh twenty twenty four Turtleford Saskatchewan nine a.m. It opens. It's a run. Uh, run starts at ten a.m. You can register for as a person for twenty dollars seventy per group of four, and uh, find out all the details. Go on social media, find it, and or if you're like what the heck Sean, shoot me a text, and we'll see if we okay. can't get you th- pointed in the right direction.
0: On a week where we're not quite pressed for time so much, actually, you know what? Maybe I'll tell it to Vance. I've got one hell of a good Turtleford story,
1: <laughs> and and maybe so if McKenzie and her dad is Seth is listening, maybe we should have her on to just uh, quickly give a little boop. Here it is. Here's what it is. Because yeah. I got a lot of time for the blooms. Um, they came on. She's a girl that got vaxxed injured uh, playing AAA hockey. So either way, I am long overdue to get the heck out of here. Uh, twos is going to be, well, mashup 96. I'm going to tune in folks. Cause I want to see what crow and twos are going to do in a week's time. Either way. Thanks for sticking with us as we, as we tried to self cancel and a whole bunch of other things this, this week, yeah. it has been a, a tire fire in the best possible yeah. way. I like yeah. to think.
0: Yeah. We, we got a lot of stuff to do. Let's keep it tight. We're going to, yeah. And this, and of course, mm. of course. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks a lot, Sean. Have a good trip.
1: We're out of here.